application page. So, you know, they're going to fill out an app with our team. Now, this app is pretty in-depth. I mean, we've, we've played with both. We've played with apps that um, are super short. And it's just like, what's your name? What's your phone number? What's your email? And that's it. Okay. Then we've also played with apps that are super in-depth. Hey, we need all those things. Plus, we want to know how much money you got, what's your experience, why, you do, why do you want to be in the program, why do you want to work with us, how'd you hear about us, you know, all these things. Now, once again, what kind of application to pick is going to depend on the product and the funnel and everything else. But for us, okay, if we're going to generate a lot of leads, you know, I don't have infinite sales guys who can just talk to everybody, right? So at the end of the day, I need to have a salesperson. Like I, if, if somebody is going to make it to a salesperson, we need to figure out if they're qualified or not. Okay. And so like on the app, as far as real estate goes, one of the reasons we ask him, Hey, how much money do you have? Is because obviously everyone knows you need money <laughs> to, to buy real estate. Now you don't need your money to buy real estate, but money is needed to buy real estate from somebody. So we need to ask them, yo, do you even have any money? Do you have access to money? Like what's your situation right now? And, you know, for a lot of people like, yeah, you know, I've got X, Y, Z, boom, cool. All right. Well, you know, the last question we ask them on the application is like, hey, our programs cost money and, you know, you're going to have to invest in yourself. Are you willing to do that? It's kind of like a dummy question, but <laughs> you'd be surprised that people say no. And it's just like, all right, well, okay, just, just watch the YouTube videos then, like whatever, you know, no big deal, but we're, we're not going to get on a call with you. Like it's, you're just kind of wasting their time. Um, but you know, assuming they answer yes and everything else, then we now know from a business perspective, we have a qualified person who's interested in our product. And so, um, you know, this is a great thing. If somebody went through, just think about it. Somebody saw an ad, they watched this VSL, they filled out this lengthy application. They've told you about themselves. They're pretty qualified if you ask me. If I'm a salesperson, I'm pretty excited to talk to this person because they've gone through a lot of hoops to get to this point. Versus if you don't use any of this, like most businesses, you're just like, hey, here's my phone number. Call me whenever you want. Text me whenever. DM me whenever. And like, let's hop on a call. Dude, you're wasting so much time every day in your business because you're just talking to tire kickers. All right. Make people have a barrier to entry to talk to you. Your time is valuable. Your sales team's time is valuable, right? You don't have time to be talking to people who aren't qualified because that's taken away from people who are qualified. All right. And even for us, when somebody's not qualified, maybe financially or they don't want to invest in themselves, whatever, we still give them stuff, right? We're like, all right, look, you know, you don't qualify for a call with our team, but you know, here's a free copy of Ryan's book. Here's some contracts. Um, that you can use to get your first deal. Here's some content that you should watch that'll help you get your first deal, you know. And then maybe, you know, in a few months or whatever, when you're ready, come back to us and reapply. Like, that's what we'll do. You know, it's not like we're just kicking people to curve, but, um, you know, we just don't have time to talk to everyone. And you should neither if you're doing a good job marketing, right? You should be having leads always coming in. So that's the application, right? That then leads to the sales call. Now, We've tested a lot of things, right? Um, you don't really want to call it a sales call, right? You want to call it a strategy call, you know, a consultation or whatever, right? That's going to convert way better than saying, hey, jump on a sales call with my team. Most people, that's intimidating. But you say, hey, 
hop on a strategy call, hop on a consulting call, people are more willing to do it. And, you know, I'm like I said, I'm just giving you guys all the secrets of the game. I'm not holding anything back. So when you see us do it, you know, like it is, I don't want to say it's a lie because there is consulting, there is strategy behind it, but you know, it's also a sales call, right? You know, we want to make sure that, you know, we're telling you what we think you should do based on your responses and where you're at, right? And so a lot of times too, like during these calls, we tell them we are not the right fit for you. You know, based on what you're telling us, I don't think we're the right fit. And we will literally tell them that. And then there are times where it's like, hey, you know what? You need to be in this program based on what you're telling me. And then it just becomes the sales game of whether or not, you know, you can handle all of their objections. Now, I could go on and on about sales training. And if you guys want me to do a sales training video, comment below and say, hey, do a sales training video. Go in depth on your guys' sales process. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, customers are always going to have objections, right? And there's lots of objections they could have. Um, I don't want to mess up my little thing, so I'll pull it over here. But, you know, they could have objections about themselves, <laughs> right? Uh they don't believe in themselves. They don't believe that they've got what it takes. You know, it, it's some kind of limiting self-belief. They can have objections about you, right? Like they don't believe your company can do what they say or that you're the company for them, that there's another company, whatever, right? They have those objections. They could have objections about, um, whoops, spelled that wrong. Man, sir circumstances. They could have objections about their circumstances, right? Now, circumstances could be how much money they have right now. It could be the, the market itself. It could be, you know, the government. There's, there's lots of objections they could have um, based on circumstances that they might have, okay? So, you know, your sales team job is to figure out, hey, what are these you know, what's holding them back from getting started? They're saying, you know, they want to do this. They're saying they need it, yet they're not doing it. You know, it's your job to figure that out, right? You know, another objection people have is their spouse, right? You know, they got to get their spouse on board. These are all common things that we deal with every day in sales, okay? Um, other thing I'll add about sales too, just for us, so you know, uh, we have what we call setters and closers. So, you know, a setter is somebody who's, entry, like they're new. Um, that's like our entry level. They don't close, right? Their, their job is to just basically qualify people and make sure that, you know, they're, they're, they're a candidate for the process. So even though we do the application, it still goes to a setter for the most part, um, unless the application just shows like, okay, this person's a baller, send them straight to a closer. But, you know, if it's a normal application, we're going to a setter, we're just going to kind of do some fact-finding, figure out why they're interested in this, if, we, if it's a good fit or not, which, like I said, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is. If it is, instead of them trying to close, we say, okay, great. Well, we're going to have one of our specialists talk to you about the program. So then, you know, a closer comes on and does the close and collects payment and everything else. Um, the setter and closer model is great because, you know, closers, people like me, um, we're not good at follow-up or kind of just like <laughs> setting the table. We want to eat and, and close and, and just, you know, make sure the person we're talking to, we have a chance to actually close. Setters have to kind of go through all that stuff to lead 
you know, to the closer being able to close. And so, you know, closers make more money um, because they're, you know, taking the thing to the finish line. But setters and closers are great because they're usually two different personality types. You know, the setters are good following up. They're good, you know, doing all the stuff. The closers just kind of like are waiting. Like they're the home run hitters, essentially. They're just kind of waiting for those opportunities to make closes and all that stuff. So just that that's some quick feedback about sales. Um, but this leads to step five, which is to just repeat this process. So, you know, once you close, um, you know, you're going to make sure that uh, you repeat the process and just keep doing this over and over again. Do another ad, you know, more marketing, VSL, send them this app page, you know, close. The, the closer should have, um, you know, their calendars always being full because marketing is doing their job, all right? 